0: Alright, Trevor, say good morning, good morning. I'm sorry, getting I uh, got a little bit carried away with, um, Silas Sharen, Baruch Hashem. Like I said, no idea how they sell it as a five-minute-a-day program, but it must be, it must be a concern in me. Any event, will say today we are up to daf Mem Gimel, page 43, in Misilas sorry, in Misaches Nidarim, Dafyomi. Yomi. Beautiful da'af ahead of us today. Let's begin by thanking all of our sponsors to thank our Tamatori sponsors for the month of Kislev. To thank Joshua Becker Friedman for dedicating all this shurim this month, Le'illy Nishmas Josh's father, Israeli Yehuda, and Rav Chaim To thank the Pepper family for dedicating the shurim this month in commemoration of the art site of Yosef Pepper, Yosef David, Isikron of the Ben Yaakov. To thank our week of learning sponsors, Ayala and Sarah Steinberg in the Schusser Rofush Lima for Shulamis Basusha, and Hilary and Akiva Kent in memory of Hillary's father Harold Mitnick. Svi Hirsch Ben Chanoch Sitchon of the We hope that in the merit of our Torah, all of the Neshama Slav and Aliyah, the families in Chama, and all those who require Rafush have one together with Kol Chol Yisrael. We will say so. Today's daf is Mem Gimel forty-three. We are picking up in on Daf Mem Beis Amud Beis forty-two B at the Mishnah. So Hamudra Hanamichaberos. So, we are still continuing the same case. Actually, Emyrts Hashem tomorrow. Uh, no, not sorry, not tomorrow. It's in, uh, Friday. We finish the parak. We'll transition to a new set of cases. But for now, the good news is we know exactly what the Vishnu is talking about. Ruvain makes a neder that Shimon cannot derive any benefit from him. So, remember again, just to be clear. So Ruvain is the noder. Ruvain is the devourer. Shimon is the mudar, the one who is constrained, right, or the one who is bound by the nether. So therefore, again, Reuven says, Shimon, you can't get any benefit from me, therefore Shimon cannot get any level of Hano'ah from Reuven. So therefore, Hamudra'ana mechavera, someone who is not permitted under a nether, not permitted to get benefit from his friend. So in this case, we're referring to over here, Shimon, right, Salach al says again, Shimon, who can't get any benefit from Reuven, lo lenu, but ultimately, again, he cannot lend something to his friend, and he cannot borrow from him as well. Yeah, I will say, what's interesting about these cases, if you look at Rashi, sorry, look at the Ran, last two lines from the bottom, lo yashi lanu, lemadir, ubi taima. I will say, so here's what's interesting, so just to be clear, Ruvain, right, Ruvain makes a letter that Shimon cannot get any benefit from him. Okay, so now what does the Mishnah say? Shimon can't lend anything to Ruvain, nor could Shimon borrow something from Ruvain. Now I will say at first glance already again it sounds strange. Why? Because Lamay say again I understand why Shimon can't borrow something from Ruvain. Why? Why? That's Hanal. Why can't Shimon lend something to Ruvain? So again, we're gonna talk about this in the Gimara. Again, look at the run, second to last line, So say just to point out the is listing the less obvious case and then the obvious case. So is not permitted to get Shim is not permitted to get to get Hano from Ruvain. So Shimon can't lend to Rubain. Don't understand why that is. Shimon can't borrow from Rubain. That I understand totally. Right? That, that makes absolute sense. Similarly, so Lo Yala venu, <inaudible> Shimon can't lend money to Rubin. Don't understand why that is. Velo <inaudible> Shimon can't borrow. Totally understand, right? Because Shimon can't get high. No. Yimkarlo, <inaudible> Shimon can't sell something to Rubin. Don't understand why that is. <inaudible> but he can't purchase something from Rubin. That I understand why, because again, that Shimon ultimately again is getting benefits. Therefore, what the Mishnah teaches me is like this, if Shimon is not permitted to get benefit from Ruvain, Shimon can't, Shimon can't go ahead and borrow from Ruvain. He can't go ahead and, um, I'm sorry, he can't borrow something from Ruvain. He can't go ahead and sell something or purchase something from Ruvain. What the Mishnah is also teaching me is whatever Shimon can't do from Ruvain, Shimon also can't do." To Ruvein, so the Gemara says, "Tap of Mem Gimel." Ask the obvious question. Says the Gemara, "Bishlomah lo yilavenu, Kamahanile. So I understand, at the end of the day, ultimately, why Ruvein can't lend money to Shimon, or to say it a little bit differently, I understand why Shimon can't borrow from Ruvein because, in that case, Shimon is actually deriving Hana from Ruvein. Elalo yilavenhi my kamahani will say, why can't Shimon? Lend money to Ruvain. In other words, I understand why Shimon can't borrow from Ruvain, because remember again, Shimon is bound by a neder. Ruvain said, Shimon, you cannot get benefit from me. Therefore, if Shimon borrows money from Ruvain, Shimon is getting Hanah from Ruvain. But why can't Shimon lend money to Ruvain? What, in that case, ultimately again, what is Shimon getting? So the Gemara says, And the so I'll say, furthermore, again, I understand that, Lamais, uh, again, that's in the same Kasha. I understand in all of these cases why Shimon can't do these things from Ruben because he's getting Hanua from him. But what Hanoa is there when Shimon bestows the same type of service upon Ruvain, right? What, what Hanoa is Shimon walking away from? Take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi on the right hand side. So as I say, I understand ultimately again why Ruvain cannot lend money to Shimon. Because at the end of the day, Shimon then is getting Hanoa. But for example, why can't Ruven borrow money from Shimon? Mm-hmm. My Hano, Rashi says, mm-hmm. What Hano ultimately, again, is Shimon getting if he goes ahead and he lends money or lends an object ultimately to Ruven? So we'll say that's the Shiloh. So again, so just to be very clear simple construct of a case Ruven is making another, Shimon, you can't get any benefit from me. So I understand when you tell me that Shimon can't borrow money from Ruvain, can't borrow an object from Ruvain. What I don't understand is why the reciprocal is true as well. That Ruvain can't borrow from Shimon. Why not? Or Ruvain can't purchase from Shimon. What hanah is there involved in that? So i say two answers. I'm going to First answer, Okay, so the market gives a very interesting answer. First answer is, What's the case? The case is a case is of reciprocal nether. Reciprocal nether. Ruven made a nether that Shimon can't benefit from him, and Shimon made a nether that Ruven can't benefit from him. So, we'll say, so therefore, that's why the Mishnah says, neither could lend to each other, neither could borrow from one another, and neither could sell to each other. Okay, the problem with that answer we'll say, is what? The problem with that answer is, it's pasha. In other words, I. Why do, okay, fine, they, they took reciprocal netherim, so of course they can't borrow from each other, they can't lend to each other, they can't sell to each other. Okay, that's the first answer. Second answer, Rabbi Good. Abaye we'll says this is very interesting. Gzeira lishol mishum the second answer Abaye gives, or second answer given by Abaye, is that Halacha says it's gzeira. What's the Gzira both say? What are we concerned about? We're concerned, for example, that although, tech, let's just play this out for just a moment, right? So once again, I apologize for being repetitive, but just we should have the case clear. So what happens, Ruvay makes a nether, Ruvay makes a nether, that Shimon can't get benefit from him. So under, the, under, under that nether, I understand that what? That Shimon is not permitted to borrow money from Ruvay. Right, makes perfect sense. So now, what Abayah suggested is Chazal stepped in, and Chazal also said that Ruvay, also can't borrow money from Shimon. Why not? Why not? It's Xera. Because we're afraid if there's any level of transactional relationship between the parties, what will happen? They'll end up reversing the transaction. So although in this case, there's absolutely nothing wrong with Ruvain borrowing money from Shimon, right? Because remember, again, it's only Shimon who can't get benefit from Ruvain, right? Ruvain is allowed to get benefit from Shimon. So there's nothing wrong with Ruvain borrowing money from Shimon. There is nothing wrong with Reuven purchasing something from Shimon. But we're afraid that if there is a transactional relationship established between Ruvain and Shimon, although it's permitted for Ruvain to have the transaction with Shimon, it could just as easily happen that what? Shimon is gonna start borrowing money from Ruvain, or Shimon is gonna start purchasing items from Ruvein, and in which case, again, then there's Hanah that Shimon is deriving from Ruvain, which is Usr under this Hanah. Therefore, under this nadar. Therefore in order to avoid this possibility, essentially, what do Chazal do? What do they do? They shut down the transactional relationship between Reuben and Shimon. That's what it is. You make a nether with someone that they can't get benefit from you, no problem. In order to safeguard that nether, we shut down the transactional relationship both ways between the parties. That way, again, no possibility of transgressing the nether. Beautiful, beautiful. Mishnah. Amr Lo, this is a great case, Amr Hishilani, but I will say, now, this is actually not a Mudra Hano case. This is not right. This is actually just a regular case. Regular case. Watch this. So I go over to Ruben. Let's just keep it easy. I go over to Ruben, and I say, Ruben, Hishilani Parascha. Rubain, let me borrow your cow. So what happens? Amar Lo, Ena Pnuya. Ruben says, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My cow is not available. Cow's not available, right? Cow's not available to be borrowed. Okay. Now, boss, I watch this. Omar, I say, Sadai Shani Chorish bali Olam. I take a nedder, I will never plow my field with your cow. Whoa. Right? Bosa, you ever have an exchange like this with someone, right, where you get over the top response to a relatively innocuous question. Right? So again, I'm just asking. Right? All I'm doing is asking to borrow the cow. Ruvai says, "I'm so sorry. Okay, it's not available. It's not available to borrow right now." And I make this nether, I will never plow my field with your cow. Now, both say, look at the run for just a moment. So the run in the intermediate wide lines, and they're about five lines in. So right by the Mishnah, so the run says. So both say it's interesting. When I go to Ruben and I, and I say, Ruben, can I borrow the cow? And Ruben says, I'm sorry, it's not available. I'll we'll say, how do I, how, apparently in this case, how did I internalize that response? That is a shtach, right? That, that Ruben, Ruben is being, he's just being difficult. He's just not lending me his cow. So I get angry. I'll we'll say, by the way, what, what a musr? What a mus. So I get angry and I make this nader. I'll we'll say, what's, what's the musr haskilmus? How often does it happen that people say things we don't like and we just simply interpret it a certain way and meanwhile, we're totally wrong. In other words, all, all Reuven is saying in this case, not trying to give me a shtaf, all Ruven is saying in this case is what? Is what? I can't lend you the cow right now. Maybe maybe the, maybe the cow is sick, right? Maybe the cow is lent out to someone else. A variety of different things. The way I internalize Ruben's word words is that he's being antagonistic. And therefore, I have this response of Kassar. We'll say, it's my sin yom in the realm of relationships. That people say something, I choose to interpret that statement through a, I choose, I choose. They didn't say it in any specific way. I'm choosing to interpret their statement through a particular lens. Maybe because I have a history with the person, maybe because I'm just in a foul mood that particular day, or a variety of different reasons. I choose to interpret it. And because I choose to interpret the statement one way, it sets off a whole like cascade effect, right? It sets off a whole bunch of things. Suddenly now we're in machlote. Suddenly we're fighting. Suddenly I'm angry. Suddenly I'm standoffish. Why? All the guy just said is he can't borrow the cow. That's that, That's all he said. But let's say such so much relationship dysfunction happens because of situations like this where someone says something and again, I make a choice to interpret it a certain way instead of just taking a person's words just that face value, and not reading any level of narrative into it. In any event, so now I made the nether, so now I made the nether. All right, so we'll say, so now what, so now what? So we'll say, so what's that look? I'm back to the Mishnah. Now we'll say, now here's the interesting part. Now what happens over here? The next day, Ruben comes to my house, and who is he bringing in tow? Who is he bringing in tow? His cow, right? So now, again, now he's showing up, and he says, oh, by the way, the cow's available now. So we'll say, now what's my problem? What's their problem? I made a nether. Right, and the nedra I made is I will never plow my field with this cow. So now the shaila is what can I do or can't I do with the cow? He'll say, which by the way, another musaha skill, which is incredible, which is what? Sometimes we back ourselves into a life corner based on the things we say and the way we behave. I will say this is why it's so important to be measured in what you say and how you act. Because you say something, you react a certain way, I paint myself into a corner, and now often I can't get myself because I've created a reality for myself based on the way I've behaved and based on what I said. So now Ruben shows up in my, in my house with the cow. So now watch this. So what do I do? What, what, what do I do now with this cow? So listen to this. Says the Mishnah, Shabbos said, listen to this. Everything depends on who normally plows the field. If I myself normally plow my field, then dark O'Lach who aser the V'chal adam uttare. Here's the good news. I can't use the cow to plow the field. But what? But what? I could call my friend Shimin and ask Shimin to go ahead and use the cow to plow the field. Why? Because well, so since I'm normally the one who plows the field, and I said konam, I take a nether that I'm never going to plow the the, the field with this cow. The nether devolves upon who? Upon who, Upon me. Upon me. So therefore someone else could use Ruven's cow to plow my field. The main dark but I will say, if I don't normally plow my field, right? I don't plow my field. I have a guy. I have a guy. Right? So I never plow my own field. Right? So I have a guy. In that case, I will say again, because when I made the nether, the intention with the nether was not simply for it to devolve upon me, but really for this cow not to be used <coughs> in my field, no one could plow the field with that cow. So again, the Mishnah says, just to read it again, if I don't normally plow, who Everyone is prohibited to use that cow to plow my field. I want say, take a quick look at the RAN. Take a look at the RAN. So the RAN says, I will say, once again, in the intermediate lines, two lines before they end. I will say, remember again, the nether I made in this case is, konam sadai So in case number one, where I plow my own field, it's clear that I only meant for the nether to devolve upon me. And therefore, again, I can't plow with Rubain's cow, but someone else could plow with Rubain's cow. However, the Ran goes on, but if I don't normally plow the field, I have a guy who plows the field. In that case, no one could use the cow, says the Ran why? So we'll say in that case, where I don't do my own plowing, but I have a guy. When I made the nether, what I really meant to say, what I really intended was, I will not get any plowing benefit from this cow. So therefore, again, no one could go ahead and use the cow to plow my field. <speaking in Hebrew> so, good. So if I will say, when I make this nether, interesting. When I make this nether, and now Ruben shows up. I make the nether, I'm not gonna get benefit from the cow to plow my field. Ruben shows up the next day with the cow. Can I use the cow or not? It depends. If I'm a guy who normally plows my own field, then the good news is we assume I made the Nedra to upon me. I can't use it. But someone else, Shimon, could go ahead and use Reuven's cow to plow my field. But if I don't normally plow my field, then we understand the Nether was intended to say, I will not get plowing benefit from this cow. And therefore, no one could use Reuven's cow to plow my field. Beautiful. But say, let's go right there. So say we next case we actually had, we actually had all the way in the beginning of the Masechta. And this is a great mission. Listen to this. So now, here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh, good. Hamudra back Mechaviro. Okay, we, we escaped from mudra Hanah for three minutes. Right now, we're back to it. So, here we go. Ruben makes a nether. Ruben makes a nether not to confer benefit to Shimon. Remember, again, you can phrase that two ways. Ruben is not going to bestow benefit upon Shimon. Shimon can't derive benefit from Ruben. It's, it's the same nether. Now, watch this. Here we run into a problem. Now, here's the problem. Shimon doesn't have food. Shimon doesn't have food, right? So we we'll say, so now what's the issue? Ruvain, Ruvain wants to go ahead and help him out. I we'll say, by the way, I think Milt asked me yesterday, right, why would you ever have these cases of someone making a nether, not to, right, Milt just asked me this yesterday, not, not to give benefit to someone else. But right? it sounds like such a khzarius, right? It sounds like such, such cruelty. I we'll was say, you know, sometimes in life, you know, we, we all know people that kind of like fail to launch, like they just they just can't get on their own two feet. And often the reason they can't get on their own two feet, you know I was saying like, sometimes in life having a safety net is a good thing, and sometimes it's an incredible handicap. Because sometimes you become so reliant on the safety net that you never push yourself to become self-sufficient. So I was just I'm thinking about this. That you could see these kind of cases that of Hamud Raname Ruven loves Shimon very much. He loves him very much. Shimon just simply fails to become self-reliant. He's, he's, just, he's, just, he's just not getting it together. He's just why is he not getting it together? Because he's got Reuven. Because he's got Reuven. And you know, when you have a Reuven in your life, you know you're good. You're good to go, right? Yeah, okay. I go to work. I don't go to work. I show up. I don't show up. I get it together. I don't go to... Reuven's always there. Well, sometimes your Reuven safety net, your Reuven safety net, has to use a little bit of tough love. And I will say, how do you bring a little bit of tough love into the world? Right? So suddenly again Ruben is saying, I love you, I love you, but you cannot get one benefit, one, one little bit of hana from me. And we'll say, now nothing gets you going in the morning, right? Like someone telling you, you can't get Hanoff from me. Right? So we'll say the goal is, again, it could also just be that Ruben is a jerk. Right? But the other possibility, the other possibility is that Ruben is really trying to propel Shivan to be a solution. Now, we'll say, the reason I'm bringing this up is because look at this case. So Reuven makes a nether, Shimon, you can't get any benefit from me. And now what happens? Shimon has nothing to eat. Shimon has nothing to eat. So Rabbeinu says, so what, what do you do? Listen to this. So Rabbeinu says, so now at this point, at this point, it's a bit more critical. So now what happens? Ruben wants to help Shimon. The problem is Ruben can't help Shimon. Why not? Because there's a nether. So what does he do? So Ruben goes to the shopkeeper, and what does he say? This is incredible. So Ruben goes over to the shopkeeper. Ruben, Ruben says to the chenini, to the shopkeeper, you know what? I don't know what to do. Shimon, Shimon is shemen, I, I, shemen is not allowed to get any benefit from me. But Shimon has absolutely nothing to eat, and I I don't know what to do for him. So what what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm telling a story. Like I'm giving over a narrative. Ultimately, to the chenveni. Am I asking the chenveni to do anything? Am I asking to do anything? No. Why can't I ask the chenveni to do anything? Rabbeinu say, why? Why? Because if I ask the chenveni to do something, then it becomes what my shaliach, Shlucho Shal adam kimosa. My agent is an extension of me. And then if the chenveni does something for Shimon, the chenveni is essentially acting on behalf of Ruvain. In which case now, Reuven is in violation of the nether. Shimon is in violation of the nether. So therefore again, the most Reuven can do is come over to the chenveni, tell him the story, tell him the story. Hopefully the chenveni is, is quick enough to understand what it is that's unfolding over here. Chenveni goes and gives food to Shimon and then what? V'uno And I will say, after the chenveni gives the food to Shimon, then the chenveni could what? Come back to Reuven and say, you know what? You know what? I did the chesed. Pay me. Pay me. And that's fine. And that's fine. i will say, take a quick look at the Ran. The Ran says, first, a second wide line. Holy chen This is incredible. Rabu umakifo say, now, the interesting part in this case is, who is Ruvain going to? Who is Ruvain going to? Ruvain is going to the local makolet that he always goes to himself. So in other words, this is my guy. I'm, right? Ruvain is going to his makolet. And he tells his khenvini, his khenvini that you know this is this terrible matzov, terrible matzov. Shimon So what happens? Umakivot hadir. it's very possible also that at that makolat, Reuven himself often buys on credit. Often buys on credit. Mm-hmm. Now the Ran says. Therefore, we say, despite all of this, we say lo shim lo adam Kalazan. So we'll said the idea over here is. Even if Reuven has a pre-existing relationship with his chenveni, he's still allowed to do it. Why is he allowed to do it? Because he's not asking the chenveni to do anything. He's simply giving information to the chenveni, telling him about Shimon's compromised set of circumstances. And again, obviously, what does Reuven want? We'll say, what does Reuven want? What does he want? He wants the shopkeeper to give food to Shimon. That's what he wants. But he's not asking for it. So because he's not asking for it explicitly, there is no shlichos that is established. But hopefully, after the shopkeeper goes ahead and does that, he then comes back to Ruven and gets payment for services. But since he was not acting on Reuven's behest, there's no shlichos and no problem violating the nether. Similarly, similarly again, the Gemara says, Hayah Beisol Livnos, Gidro Ligdar, Sadeo Liktzar. Both say, same case. Reuven made a nether that Shimon can't get any benefit from him. And Reuven sees that what happens, Shimon's construction project stalled out. Right? Maybe Shimon ran out of money to pay, so he has a house that's half built. right? Or he has a field that hasn't been harvested. Or a gate, right, or a fence that needs to be repaired. All of these different right, building projects where Ruvein sees Shimon has run out of money and can't do it. Ruvein would now like to be able to help Shimon, but remember again, there's a nether. There's a nether that's here. So what could Ruvein do? What could Ruvain do? So, vaomer Ish ploni He can go over to the workers and he can say, ah, you know what, Shimon, you know, Shimon is not permitted to get any benefit from me because of a neder, right? I wish there was some way I could help him. I feel terrible. The guy has fallen down on his luck. I, I wish there was some way to help him. Once again, Ruben's dropped, right? Ruben's telling a story, a sob story, right? About poor Shimon was down on his luck to the workers. The osin osinimo. The workers could then go on their own volition, of their own volition, finish the house, right? Finish the fence, go ahead and harvest the field, and they could come back and get and get payment ultimately again from Ruvain, from Ruvain. And also I have a point that also, was, was, yeah, what's interesting is, yeah, okay, fine, we, we, we'll, we'll talk about this. There are other mechanisms that Ruvain could have employed, right? Ruvain could also be matir neder. Nader. Right, he could also he could also annul the nether. But again, in our narrative it makes a lot of sense. Ruben doesn't want to annul the nether, right? Because annuling the nether will could potentially reinforce Shimon's bad behavior of non-self-reliance. In any event, the point that the Mishnah is saying over here is that Halo Kalamaisa, Rubin could go ahead, tell the narrative of Shimon's current financial predicament. And if the workers or the shopkeeper of their own volition do something, even though they was say it's clear, why are the workers going to finish up Shem's home and fence, reap his field? Why are they doing it? Why are they doing it? Because of the psalm story that Reuven told. But since Reuven did not ask them to do anything, they are not considered to be the shaliach of Reuven, and therefore again, there is no violation of the nether. when they come back to go ahead and get payment. I also just want to point out. When everybody comes back to get payment from Rubin, does Ruben have to pay them? Does Ruben have to pay them? No. No, Rubin doesn't remember again, you ordered my shaliach. Now so 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 again, obviously the case like this only works when all of the parties know each other, trust each other, and understand what it is that's happening. So like there's a shtickle, like wink wink, that's happening over here. It's clear what Ruven is doing. And it's clear that the service providers intend on getting paid from Ruven, But it's all technically legal because Halach saw, Reuven is not asking anyone for anything explicitly. And therefore no shlichos is created. Incredible. let will say last case. Last case, this is great. So the Gemara says, same case, Ruben and Shimon are traveling together and same situation, Ruben has made a nether not to confer any benefit upon Shimon. Now what happened? Ve'in lo mayochal, Shimon has nothing to eat. Shimon has nothing to eat, so they're traveling. Shimon's, so will say, what, what's the chiddush over here, or what's the additional piece over here? See, in the previous case, when Shimon had nothing to eat, right, there was what? There was a makolet. right. So again, so Ruvin could go over to the supermarket owner, right, to the chenveni, and say again, you know, Shimon has nothing to eat. Here, about we'll say, they're traveling. They're traveling. Ruvin has food. Shimon doesn't have food. So what's Talachah? So the Gemara says, So no sin le'akhir, Lushum matana changes it to akher, Gives it to someone else as Matanah, So the ideal way to deal with the situation is, let's say it's Reuven, Shimon, and Levi traveling together. Reuven made a neder that Shimon can't benefit from him. Reuven has food. Shimon doesn't have food. So now Reuven can't give the food to Shimon because that would be a violation of the neder. So the easiest thing would be, Reuven could gift it to Levi. Once he, said, now once it becomes Levi's property, then what? Then it's Levi's, and Levi could subsequently give it to Shimon. That works beautifully when, when, when you have a Levi. However, again, the what happens if Levi's not there? So, so we we'll ala say, if, if Levi's not there, then what could Reuven do? Reuven could take the food go ahead and put it down somewhere, and essentially make it Hefker. Make it Hefker. This food is Hefker for whoever wants it. And obviously once Ruben makes it Hefker, it's no longer his. If it's no longer his, Shimon can come and take it, and even though Shimon benefits from it, it's not called benefiting from Ruben. Rabbi Yossi, oh, Rabbi Ossi says, no, that does not work. That does not work. So we'll say, if you take a look, good, fine. So we'll say, so that's, that's the last math So we'll say, so interestingly enough, that's what the Gemara picks up. The Gemara is going to pick up on this last case, including the Machlokes, Tanakama Rabbi So once again, Ruben made a nether. Shimon, you can't get any benefit from me. Now what happens? They're traveling together. Ruben has food, Shimon does not. Except so there's a third party there. Fantastic. Ruben gifted to Levi, Levi give it to Shimon, Shalom al Yisrael. However, let's say there's no third party. Tanakama, Ruben, put the food down, put the food down, make it the Lachomish, for whoever wants it. And now Shimon could go ahead and take it. Rabbi Yossi says, no, that's us, so that doesn't work. Says the Gimara, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. My time is Rabbi Yossi, why doesn't Rabbi Yossi hold of that? Why, do, why doesn't that mechanism work? Kasavra hefker kimatana. This is fascinating. Rabbi Yossi holds that hefker is just like a gift. Meaning what? Ma matana ade'ase meh nosing. The rishos mekabel. So Rabbi Yossi says, amatana is only effective when it reaches the rishos of the intended recipient. Right, which means what they about if I'm giving a gift to someone, that gift only becomes the property of the recipient when he actually receives it. Which means, any time before he receives it, what could I do? I'm the giver. What could I do? I could revoke the gift. I could take it back. So Biosi holds, Hefker is the same way. Even though, again, you're, put, Reuven, you're putting it down and you're saying, okay, the object is Hefker for whoever wants it. It's not really. In other words, it doesn't become the property of Shimon until Shimon picks it up. The problem is, I will say at the moment that Shimon picks it up, where is he really taking it from? Where is he taking it from? The domain of Ruvain. So it turns out that Ruvain is still confer or still conveying something, still giving Hana to Shimon. I will say, take a look at the Ran for just a moment. So the Ran says three lines are from the bottom. Mama, is What is interesting in general? Even if you say, right, I say I am giving a gift to Ruvain. Uh, even though I said it, I made the declaration, I could revoke that gift until the point that it, the gift actually gets to the hands of Ruvain. Similarly, Duran says, Literally, we'll say, even when you make something hefker, the item that's hefker doesn't really leave my domain until it gets into the hands of the person who's now acquiring it. And therefore, we'll say, if I want to reneg. So in other words, it's very interesting. According to Abiossi, if I put an object down on the ground and I say, that object is hefgar, it's really mine until when? Until when someone comes and scoops it up. Just like a matana. If I put a gift down on the table and I say, Ruben, that gift is for you, it's mine until Ruben picks it up. So we'll say it's incredible. Therefore, the Ran says, therefore the Ran says, Hilchach, Kizachi ba mudr mimaja Therefore, will say like this: In this case, where Reuven and Shimon are traveling together, Reuven puts down the food, and Reuven says the food is Hefter. Shimon comes and picks it up. i say, even though Reuven put it down and said it's Hefter, who owns who owns the food until the moment that Shimon picks it up? Who owns it? Who owns it? Reuven. And therefore, it turns out that when Shimon picks it up, Shimon is actually acquiring that food from who? From Reuven. And therefore, I will say respect to square one. Reuven, excuse me, Shimon is getting benefit from Reuven, which is in violation of the nether itself. So says the Gemara. I have goods. good is Masr Rabbi Abba Rabbi Abba says. V'ala note right, remember again, we said in the Mishnah that Reuven could put down the food, Shimon could go in and pick it up, and it's fine. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says that it's Oser. I'm Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi listen to the Brays. Rabbi Yossi says. Rabbi Yossi, when is that true? When is that true that this that this conveyance right, this making it half hefker doesn't work? When the nether when the nether preceded the act of making the food hefker. Aval, base. Aval im haye called kodam the nidro harezemutar. Rabbi said, listen to this. But if let's say Ruben made the, the food hefker first and then made the nether, it'll be mutar. So the Noob says, I don't understand. The Amrit Ad-Dassi, let me just read this and will explain it. the name. Amrit Ad-Dassi the Rushus Zoha. So ultimately, again, but if you hold that even when you make something neder, excuse me, hefker, it remains in the reshuz of the owner until the person takes possession of it. Mali Mali So we'll say, let, let's just take a step back over for just a moment. So let, let's be clear on the case. Let's put this all together. Right? Ruben and Shun are traveling together. Ruve made a nether. What was Reuven's nether? Shimon, you can't get any benefit from me. Shimon has no food. So Tanakama says, no problem. Reuven, take your food, put it on the crown, declare it own this. Shimon can then come and partake of it. Rabbi says, no, it doesn't work. doesn't work. It doesn't work. Whereas Yossi, what's your problem? Why, why, why doesn't it work? So what we're suggesting now is because Rabbi Yossi is like this, that a nether is like a gift. And the seems that with a gift the object does not become the property of the recipient until the recipient takes possession. Hefker works the same way, which Rebo said, by the way, is mind-blowing. Because in a million years, we never thought this way. Up until now, Rabbi Yossi, has changed my life, right? Up until now, up until now, how did I think Hefker worked? Like the Tanakama. How does Hefker work? You put an item on the ground. You say, the item is Hefker. Rabbi say, what's happened? What's happened? No. Item is Hefker. Do you own that item anymore? No. no I'm done. Rabbi Ossi says, no, not true. Not true. You made a declaration, and what that declaration does is it triggers a process. But the process actually is not completed until someone else takes possession of that item. In other words, Rabbi Yossi says, it's still yours. What you've done is, you've essentially articulated a willingness to relinquish your ownership over that item. But that your, your ownership does not cease until someone else owns it, until someone else actually takes it. So the problem, therefore, in our case, remember again, the whole chap chap of Reuven conveying food to Shimon only works if what? Only works if Reuven's ownership ends before Shimon picks it up, right? That's what has to happen over here because if Reuven's ownership transitions into Shimon's ownership, then we have what? Then we have what? Reuven giving Hano'ah to Shimon. So what I need is, I need Reuven's ownership to cease, object to be ownerless for a little bit of time, even just a moment, and then for Shimma to take possession of it. That's how I need this to work. According to that doesn't work because that's not how Hefker works. The way Hefker works is, Reuven owns an object, he says, I no longer own it. I no longer own it, okay? Now, what happens to to Trebiosi? Well, Reuven, you do own it. You own it. You own it until when? You own it until when? someone else comes and takes it. Well, the problem is therefore in this case, when Shimon comes and picks it up, now Shimon owns it, but I will say, whose ownership did Shimon take it from? Who's, right, whose ownership did Shimon take it from? Rubain. And now it turns out that Shimon got hung from Rubain. So I will say, I just want to point out, Rabbi Yossi is a overwhelming chiddish in how Hefkar works, right? Unlike anything, anyone else, or, or the ent- our entire conception of Hefkar up until now. But again, once he articula- articulates that this is his mechanism for Hefkar, I understand now why the case doesn't work. Here's the problem. He says, I'll tell you what, it doesn't make any sense. There's another Braisa. The Braisa says, when does Rabbi Ossi say that this mechanism of Hefker doesn't work? When is that true? That's true when? When the nether preceded the Hefker. So it has to be that first, that first, Ruben made a nether that Shimon can't get benefit from him. Then they're traveling together, right? And then he made his food Hefker, right? Then it doesn't work. Then it doesn't work. However, Rabbi Ossi says, if Halach saw Reuven had first made the food Hefker, and then made the neder precluding Shimon from getting benefit from him, then it does work. Then Shimon could take the food. The Gemara says, I don't understand. I will say it one more time. Let's read this inside. The Gemara says, it doesn't make any sense. V'i Amit, Rabbi if your entire problem over here is that the owner Reuven really retains ownership of the object, even though he made it Hefker, he really retains ownership up until Shimon comes along and takes it, and I will say, what does it matter if the nether preceded the hefker or the hefker preceded the nether? In other words, I will say, what matters right now? What matters is there's food on the ground, right? Shimon needs to get that food. So whether the nether came first or the hefker came first, right now, right now, according to Rabbi Yossi, when Shimon picks up that food, I will say, what's happening halachically? What's happening? What's happening? Shimon is acquiring something from Ruvain. If Shimon is acquiring something from Ruvain, that is a violation of the Nether. So, therefore, the Gemara says, therefore, it can't be that what Rabbi Yossi's problem is, a problem in the mechanics of Havkar. That can't be. It has to be something else. So, the Gemara says, Humosivla, vohumashanila. Says Rabbi Yossi, interestingly enough, so again, by the so Humosivla, So, he raised the question and he answers it. Kala no der. So we'll say, it has to be what? It has to be Rather, Again, it's actually very interesting. If you look, take a look at the top run. Take a look at the top ran. The ran says, what's the case? Whenever you make a neder, your nether doesn't devolve upon things that you make hefker. So we'll say, take a look at the ran for just a moment. Top run right hand side. Hadrbay, the delay Habi. So the Gemara says something else. The Gemara says, no, no, I'll explain to you the distinction. I'll remember again. So let's just bring this all together. Rabbi also is making a distinction. Right? When is it, Osser, for Shimon to take the food? That's when, that's when ultimately the neder came before the hefker. But if the hefker came before the nether, then Shimon is allowed to take the food from Reuven. Why, Rabo Say? It's very simple. Because Say, when you make a neder, when you make a nether, right? Reuven makes a nether that Shimon can't can't benefit from me. Rabbeinu Say, what does Reuven include in that nether? What does Reuven include in that nether? Only items he owns. What doesn't he include in that nether? Anything that he had made hefker previously. So Rebosei, so remember again, we've seen this before. Nedarim in general. Is governed is governed by people's regular das. So my das is Ruben's das is when he makes his when he precludes Shimon from getting Hanok from him. It applies to anything I own. Anything I make ownerless ultimately doesn't apply. The Rabbis take a quick look at the rush. The rush is the rush is in the left hand column in the margin. The rush says in The say in the Darim. We go after the das of the devour. So I will say this is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful until we destroy it. We'll say, but listen to this, like most things in life. We'll say so. So again, listen to how beautifully this fits together. So let, let's just let's just trace the progression now. So right, we have a mishnah. Mishnah says. Mishnah says, is making a nether. What's his nether? I will not confer benefit to Shimon. Shimon can't get any benefit from me. They're traveling on the road together. What happened? Shimon has nothing to eat. Shimon has nothing to eat. So he again. So now, what, what's the alocha? Tanakama says, no problem. Reuven, take food. Make it healthier. Put it on the ground. Shimon can go and take it. Rabbi Osi, doesn't work. Rabbi Osi, why doesn't it work? Why doesn't it work? I will say, "What's this Because Rabbi Yossi has a different has a different framework of hefker. And Rabbi Yossi's framework of hefker, the hefker item does not become the property of the of, of the person who acquires it until he actually picks it up. Which means, even though Reuven said the property is hefker, Ravos says incredible chiddush. It still belongs to belongs belongs to Belongs to, Reuven, belongs to Therefore, when Shimon comes and picks it up from the ground, as much as Reuven made a hefker, Reu, Shimon is acquiring it from Reuven. Rabbi Yossi, but Rabbi Yossi does make an interesting distinction. Rabbi Yossi says, however, what does it depend on? It depends on the order of events. Rabbi Yossi says, when is this a problem? It's only a problem if you first made the nether and then made it half In that case, nether is first, then Ruvay makes, makes it Hefger. So then we say we have a problem. Shimon still can't take it from Ruvayn because it essentially belongs to Ruvayn until the point in time that Shimon takes it. And therefore, when Shimon takes it, it turns out that he's getting hung from Reuven. However, this Rebiosi says, however, what's that Rebosai? If Reuven first made the item Hefker, and then made the nether, in that case, Shimon can partake of it. Why, what's the logic there? Because when a person makes a nether, when Reuven makes a nether, that he can't confer benefit to Shimon, say, what items are covered by that nether? What's his das? Stuff that I own, right? What do you mean stuff that I own? Stuff that I fully own. What doesn't Reuven have das for? Stuff that he already made Hefker. And therefore, in that case, Shimon would be permitted to go ahead and take this item on the ground from Ruven, even though the mechanics of Ned Rabiosi are different. So, I say, we're going to stop over here for today. So, again, we have a very laser focus. we by the way, don't worry, we're totally on track. The next couple of dapplings are very short, so we're fine. I say, so again, so right now, just what we're holding in the middle is we're focused on the sheet of Rabiosi. We've given one explanation of Rabbi Yossi based on the mechanics of Hevker. And tomorrow we'll advance a second approach to Rabbi Yossi. And then we see that. All right, have All right, run Zoom. Wonderful to see everyone. We have Mr. Ringo, Rab Cherry, Rabbi Richard, Pinchas, beautiful. We have Eretz Yisrael contingent, South Africa contingent. Shukayech, everyone have a great day. Oh, of course, our Baltimore contingent as well. Shukayech, everyone have a great day.